Welcome to Art Talk Live. I'm your host, Julia Noyes, from the Noyes Art Gallery. I'm interviewing artists for your listening pleasure. Haven't you ever wondered why artists do what they do or what inspires them? So here we are, live, to give you the inside scoop. Hello, this is Lynette Fast. Welcome to Art Talk Live. I'm excited to be here sharing information about artists and helping you realize what artists do and why artists do what they do. At Noyes Art Gallery, we have openings every first and third Friday from 6 to 9 p.m. I hope you'll stop by the gallery and just fill your eyes up with some art. Remember, we have about 125 artists present in our gallery all the time. And each first and third Friday, we have anywhere from 8 to 10 artists who are primarily hosting a special event for you that night. And this year in 2019, we have on our third Friday some different kinds of events where we're putting a focus on different uh, types of cultural, ethnic types of backgrounds. And in June coming up, June 21st, we will have Summer Fest with the Swedish Flair. And that night, we will have eight artists who have taken a little dive into uh, some Swedish history. Uh, one of our artists, Joni Brown, is even going to give a short artist talk about a particular Swedish landscape artist that she's become particularly fond of. And so we hope at Noise Art Gallery that you'll come in and it, enjoy art and just make art a part of your life or come and learn from artists and also uh, learn a little more. Uh, we, we always have fun things going on, lots of music or dance or in this case, a little bit of Swedish flair. Please stop by Noise Art Gallery at 119 South 9th Street. With me in the studio today is Steve O'Hare. He is a photographer and lives in Raymond, Nebraska. And his photographic images are very playful and colorful. Um, I would almost call them powerful and energetic because he likes to use um, in his, uh, some of his altering of photos, some of them are, are raw shots. He uh, uh, adds a lot of spice with color. And as I look at his work, I'm very stimulated by the images and, and the color that he uses. I'm excited to have you with me today, Steve. Thank you. I always ask my uh, visitors here to share the time when you first remember thinking of yourself as an artist. That is a tough question. I believe my earliest experience was when I was in sixth grade. It sounds kind of specific right off the bat. But we had an art contest, and I thought, sure, I was going to win. And unfortunately, I did not. My best friend won. And so from that point on, I always decided I was going to try to be better than him. And so from that point, I just kept pursuing art. And uh, my mom and dad sent me to, I believe it was called Ed Smith's Art Gallery on south town and i've kind of learned how to uh paint with uh oil and a little bit of watercolor and from that point on it just blossomed into who i am now and did you have any art classes in say high school or was that all through the studio that you were talking about oh no i i i'm sorry i i had uh took art in all my classes which uh, all through high school and uh 
I might have had in junior high, but I remember high school uh, mostly, and then on into the University of Nebraska, and then uh, pursued my degree further out west, out in uh, Portland, Oregon. Okay. Did you grow up here around in Lincoln then? I am mostly a Nebraska native. I guess I like to say uh, I spent my early life in the high Sierra, high Sierras of Northern California. And I returned, uh, finished schooling uh, probably when I was in third or fourth grade and uh, then went to the University of Nebraska and uh, wound up going to a special art school that's called the Pacific Northwest College of Art in Portland, Oregon. And there I majored in graphic design, photography, and printmaking. And I wound up doing my thesis in printmaking, and I graduated with honors in 1973. And I walked out the door and came to Nebraska looking for a job and uh, found one. And what did that career entail? I uh, wound up working for the Nebraska Game and Parks Commission, and I started out as a photo lab technician because that was uh, one of my uh, uh, fields of study was uh, processing film and uh, this was all film camera then, it wasn't all digital. And from there then I moved to a graphic artist. And from there I became uh, interpretive project director and then multimedia director. And then I retired as the art director. And uh, that was uh, almost 40 years I worked there. That was a lot of years with Game and Parks. It was a very long time and very enjoyable. It was one of the, in fact, it was the only job that I ever had that uh, I really thoroughly enjoyed. Awesome. What a great way to integrate your career and your passion together. Right. I was able to uh, to do anything, or I shouldn't say anything, everything I wanted and everything I wanted to do related to my field of study. So I was very fortunate. When I think about uh Working with Game and Parks, you know, I imagine the Nebraska landscape and Nebraska animals and uh, Nebraska parks. And then when I look at your current imagery, I see quite a bit of difference in those two subject matters. And and they actually kind of contrast. I had a lot of conflict. (laughs) I I did. uh, My whole career was working for Nebraska Land Magazine. And uh, obviously, we uh, were looking for photographs of Nebraska. And uh, Nebraska is a beautiful state, and I love it. And But I love taking photos of uh, other places in the world and um, kind of create them as I see them or has, or maybe I should say how I hoped I could see them in my mind's eye. And uh, so that's... It, it was kind of a conflict, but uh, not not really. I, it's kind of hard to explain. It, it was just it was a beautiful place to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, no matter what you're taking pictures of, if you have that eye for seeing a space and composing a space, and you know, artistically working with the image of a space or any kind of subject, uh, that is right. still all the same. It's that that creative process is still the same. Yeah, composition and lighting, and uh, the main thing is focus. And now that I'm over 70 years old, almost 71, focus is a big problem I have. (laughs) Got to wear glasses all the time. (laughs) Well, I do see in your current work that you like to have a very dominant um, element in your 
composition that stands out, pops to us, and it's very clear what your images are about. You, you tend to frame the subject in and oftentimes crop it so that uh, our attention is drawn right to your subject. Yes, that's, uh, I kind of have kind of tunnel, tunnel vision when I'm uh, photographing, and I just picture how that image would look if I would crop it down even tighter. Uh, a lot of times I shoot an image uh, full frame and then uh, go from there. I can crop it anytime I want, or sometimes I like it uh, as shot. So in describing that creative process, uh, where do your eyes go? And uh, let's be really descriptive about, you know, how you choose what it is that you see and what catches your eye. Oh, my goodness. Uh, out of the blue, something will grab me, and it's just like I will, it pulls me towards it. And I'll stop the car or I'll stop doing what I'm doing. It's just like a hand comes out and pulls me towards it. It's hard to explain. It's an image that I see in my eye or my mind's eye and uh, I, I, I just have to photograph it and preserve that image and I think it kind of curtails to when I uh, did my thesis in printmaking I, I did it in silk screening or serography and uh, so I put a lot of my thought patterns and lighting and darkness into uh, what I would be doing if I was doing silk screening uh, I kind of do it build up on layers and uh, so when I'm looking at an image, I'm seeing layers of light and dark. And uh, it sometimes it just it grabs me and I'll take a, maybe 10 or 15, 20 photos. And then I'll look at them later and I'll ask myself, why the heck did I ever do that? And, uh, and then I might come back a year or two later and I say, oh, now I remember why I took that photo. Mm -hmm. so. Uh-huh. It may not occur to you right at the time. Uh, but after you've had some time to process it and think about it, uh, then you yes, realize. It's, 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 it's such an instant that I see that image, and I'll, I'll take it, and then sometimes then it's just right there. I'll, I know exactly how I want it to look and what I want to do with it. Mm -hmm. Well, the subject matter in your work really varies. Um, everyday life is probably how I would describe it. We might see a clothesline, uh, bright red anirandac chairs, uh, people, windows, doorways. You uh, seem to be really drawn into maybe flower, plant forms, and architecture. As I take a look, though, there's always a very high contrast to the color selections that you've made. Often uh, with that red, it might be complemented with green or orange and blues, you know, complementing one another just to really get a lot of pop out of the color. Yes, thank you very much. I, that's, I think, what initially draws me to a, uh, an image is uh, the colors. And I suspect that, that is with all artists. There's something about the colors that they either paint or portray. Uh, there's something about the color that they see. And uh, I try to find something that has a lot of color in it. So all of my images that I have have not been altered by color any. Uh, that's just the natural color that they are. And the it seems with the lighting and uh, or yes, with the lighting that really makes things pop. Mm -hmm. I love shadows, bright lights and shadows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that very high light dark contrast is very evident in your work. 
Thank you. So as we are thinking about the things that inspire you, do you have any other artists or photographers or anybody that you've followed throughout your career that seem to inspire you? The one person that always comes to my mind and has no relation at all to to my line of work, I believe, is Jackson Pollock. I've always loved his work, and there's just something about him and his work that, that I'm drawn to. I mm-hmm. don't know why, because I'm entirely 180 degrees different to what, than what he does. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, as a photographer, uh, I'm having a blank here right now. <laughs> well, you know, as I'm looking at your images here and thinking about Jackson Pollock, I could almost see if these images were blurred out as brushstroke marks, splatters of paint, you would have a very interesting lay of color composition across the image space. Huh. That is a thought that I might have to pursue. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> yeah, you know, how you can how maybe running it through filters or whatever it might be to just pixelate and take away the image. Yes. And that, I, I could see the way Jackson Pollock splashes and throws color, and, you know, there might be a pile of color in one area. You really have that going on in these photographs. They're so interesting in high contrast and vibrancy. And well, folks, I, I really hope that you'll go on to the noiseartgallery.com uh, website and take a look at Steve O'Hare's work. He's on the Associate Artist tab, and he has several, probably, oh gosh, at least 12 of his works up uh, on our website so that you can take a look at them. And um, I know you're just going to fall in love with them. <laughs> They're oh. at least if you love color, because that's what they are all about. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. I enjoy talking to you today. Well, thanks. On a beautiful sunny day. <laughs> yeah. Are there any other times that you might be in uh, the art gallery that people could catch up with you and visit with you? And I would love to see you and, and visit with you about my images and my life. Awesome. Well, and Steve uh, does drop into the gallery on several of those uh, first and third Friday uh, events. So uh, if you wanted to particularly meet Steve or if uh, maybe you had um, something in particular you might like to have him photograph or talk to him about, you could certainly call the gallery and we can put you in touch with Steve. Do you ever do any commissions, Steve, as far as, you know, if somebody wanted some things photographed? Uh, I have, and it's always just been for things that for family and stuff that they want something shot for something or not. But yes, I would love uh, anything like that. Uh, I'm open for all ideas. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ready to play, huh? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, I do really appreciate your time and uh, your inspirations and, and your visions in art are really lovely. And do stop by Noise Art Gallery, folks, and have a look at Steve O'Hare's photographs. Thank you, Lynette, and have a very enjoyable afternoon. Awesome. Well, and I'll see you Friday evening.
Yeah, I hope so. Alrighty. Well, this has been Art Talk Live with Lynette Fast at KZUM 89.3. Please uh, jump on over to Art Talk Live on KZUM.org forward slash Art Talk Live and check out all of our other interviews with artists. We hope to inspire you to think about art and find a passion there. This is Julia Noyes from the Noise Art Gallery, and this has been Art Talk Live. I want to especially thank Lila Cho for her original violin composition that she did special for us. Tune in again. We'll be looking for you.